three, two, one. You ready? You're listening to the Real Pineapple Podcast Network. are having a great weekend so far, or as your weekend's about to end, because it's, uh, it is a, almost 11 o'clock on my end here uh, in Reno, Nevada, on Sunday night. So I've got a quick review here for Space Force. This is the new uh, Greg, uh, Greg Daniels, Steve Carell uh, collaboration. So Greg Daniels uh, has been, to, to put it, to say mildly successful would be Putting it would be really be underselling it. He, of course, uh, is one of the people behind the Office, uh, behind Parks and Rec, uh, behind Upload, which is on uh, Amazon Prime Video, which I believe was just renewed for a second season. He, of course, worked on King of the Hill, uh, created the show, um, wrote a couple, wrote some episodes of Simpsons, wrote some episodes of. Some episodes of Saturday Night Live between E790, uh, 51 episodes to be exact. I mean, Greg Daniels has been incredibly successful. And look at Steve Carell, you know, of course Steve Carell, you know from The Office, uh, 40-Year-Old Virgin, Little Miss Sunshine, which is one of my favorite movies, uh, Foxcatcher. But I think it's time for us to have a very honest conversation about Steve Carell. Steve Carell really wanted to be an actor. And what I mean by that is he wanted to be an actor with no comedic ties. He wanted to be an Oscar-winning actor. And that Welcome to Marwin bullshit movie, and that shit fucking flopped. As well it should have, because it's a terrible fucking movie. And I understand Steve Carell. He really does feel like one of those comedians with a chip on his shoulder, where he really wants to go ahead and be, you know more than just a comedic actor and what i would say is he could be this generation's robin williams and when i say that i mean he could be a very gifted comedic actor who occasionally goes ahead and dips his toe into uh into uh, into drama i don't think there's anything wrong with that we look at robin williams you know he did a what dreams what dreams may come when our photo bicentennial man very dramatic roles that i really believe he excelled at steve carell could be that same sort of makeup but he is almost just so infatuated i think with winning an oscar that almost roles may elude him or he may be uh passing up the right things and or passing up uh, yeah the things that could potentially take him to the next level and I, I feel like Space Force is going to fall very much in line with the first season of Parks and Rec in the office. Because the first season, let me take a drink, uh, sip my drink here. Ah, that's the stuff. Um, the, ver- the first season of Office and Parks and Rec, they're not good episodes, they're not good seasons of TV. And I think people forget how, how... Not even not not bad because that that's a little strong, but how m- very unfocused both seasons of that show are. The Office season two, one of my favorite seasons of uh, seasons of TV ever. Uh, Parks and Rec season four, uh, see, actually probably season three too. 
some of my favorite seasons, some of my favorite episodes of TV. I understand that there are times where you need a season to go ahead and kind of get your sea legs, but Greg Daniels, I read off his resume earlier, he has so much stuff that he is uh, affiliated with and so much stuff that he's helped out with across multiple genres. At some point, we have to hold this guy accountable and go, hey man, you need to go ahead and do uh, and do better than what the fuck you're doing. Um, Space Force in itself it feels like it takes four or five episodes to really get going. So the first half of the season, you're kind of just sitting there kind of fucking confused. I want to say it's season five, I believe, where they go ahead and have these, uh, once Space Force is formed uh, proper, they have to go ahead and get these, um, like these exoskeletons that they go ahead and put to the people who are attached to the program and go ahead and have them uh, have this battle against I want to say it's the Air Force they go ahead and have this fight and it's really uh, Steve Carell uh, Steve Carell's character uh, General Mark R. Uh, Nard Nard? Nard? I can't remember. I'll say Nard um, him and uh, Dr. Adrian uh, Mallory played by John Malkovich so here's what I will say about John Malkovich John Malkovich is my favorite character in the fucking movie. I think John Malkovich is a fucking treasure. It bothers me that people don't hold this guy in higher regard because I think John Malkovich is one of the greatest living actors we have working right now. Fucking period. I don't think it's even a contest. He's he's easily top 15, if not top 10, not top 5. John Malkovich is the fucking shit and more people need to put some respect on his goddamn name. Um... I'm a fan of the young Pope, uh, or the, the new Pope, pardon me. Uh, I thought he was uh, he was really good in that. I liked him on Billions, too, even though I haven't uh, reviewed either show. Um, John Malkovich is an incredible actor, uh, including being John Malkovich. That movie is just fucking wonderful. And the original Red uh, film that he did is really good. I'm a fan of John Malkovich, and he is the most sympathetic, the most caring, the most fun character, because... He is constantly giving uh, uh, General Mark uh, shit for just being uh, such a wuss and not standing up to POTUS. They don't ever, they never say Donald Trump's name in the whole show. They just call him POTUS. Um, you know, which I, if there's a complaint about the show, and like I said, I do have some issues with it. You're going to make fun of Donald Trump creating a space force. Like, you might as well lean to the fucking joke and go ahead and call him out by name. But they never call him out by name. They always say, you know, the first lady or or, or, or the president, you know. It's, it's, it, it feels very impersonal, um, the fact that they don't put names to, they just can't say Trump's name. Kind of like Trump with his other daughter that's not Ivanka. I can't, can you think of her name? Without Google, I'll give you a second. You can't. See, exactly. But I, I did find the show fun in the back half. As I mentioned, I think the first five episodes or so, it does meander a little bit until it gets to this whole um, them really pushing the Space uh, the space Force program forward. Uh, another character that I loved outside of Malkovich, he's my runner-up as far as MVP, um, F. Tony uh, Scara... Uh, uh, oh my God, I'm going to butcher this. Scarra Paducci. 
uh, played by Ben Schwartz, aka Jean Raphael. He's the worst. Uh, he, he's amazing in this show, and him and John Malkovich have a couple scenes where I went, "Hell yeah, this is what I wanted. This is just classic Ben Schwartz." Of course, of course, uh, the voice of Sonic as well. Um, he goes ahead and bounces a lot of ideas off Malkovich. He's almost kind of the PR for the space program, and I just found him and Malkovich's uh, back and forth genuinely comedic genius. I was like, okay, this works really well. You only get a couple glimpses of it, but I remember going, you know what? This this could actually work. I could see more of this happening. Um, Malkovich, uh, Adrian Mallory, and uh, General Mark uh, Nerds, their relationship does evolve as the show goes on. They really do feel like rivals who just happen to be on the same program. But there is this point where something happens with Dr. Mallory that I won't spoil. That makes Dr. Mallory even more sympathetic because he really does feel like the smartest person in the room. Whenever they're talking about Space Force, you just feel so bad for Dr. Mallory because he just feels like he's in this room of fucking morons who don't want to go ahead and actually push the space program or, or space uh, space force forward. It's really... Uh, I'm not a big science guy as far as, like, you know, being uh, an in-depth science, uh, scientist, but I... My just logical brain felt so bad for John Malkovich's character because he's trying to put things in the simplest of terms for people. <coughs> Pardon me. <coughs> Pardon me. And people just aren't hearing him. And you can just see his brain kind of sitting there going, oh my God, why the fuck are people so goddamn stupid around me? Like, I felt bad for him. And Steve Carell... As I mentioned earlier, Steve Carell's not winning an Oscar. We've already talked about that, but... <coughs> pardon me. What I think is important to point out about, about Steve Carell's character is that this character, uh, General Mark, it, it's, it's Michael Scott. Let's call it what it is. It is Michael fucking Scott. There's a point where he goes like, he's talking to his daughter. He's like, no, why are you doing that? And I'm like, oh, it's Gru. It's Steve Carell. It's every fucking time Steve Carell does that. Oh my God, what's happening? Like, that bullshit. I mean, he's turned into a white Will Smith. Where, where I see Will Smith and things, and he goes like, oh, come on, man. That's crazy. I'm like, okay, come on, man. Like, like come on, Will. Like, let, let's pull the shit back. Steve Carell does this a lot in the show. And a lot of that time when it's done is when he's talking to his daughter, Diana Silvers, who plays Aaron. So, Diana Silvers, I really think she's going to be, like, A-list within the next eight years. Uh, she was in Ma. She played Maggie. She has some great scenes with Octavia Spencer that I really like. She is in, um, she plays Hope in Booksmart. If you guys have listened to my best of, or just even the initial review, you know how much of a fan I am of Booksmart. I think Booksmart is fucking incredible. And what's such a bummer is that Diana is written so shitty. She's written just like this ungrateful bitch of a, of a teenager. And she's always giving her dad shit. There's a point where her dad brings up this notion, and that's all I'll say, I'm trying to dance around spoilers a little bit, and the way that Diana flips out, given the circumstances of what her dad's going through, 
I was like, wow, okay, fuck right off. And not mentioning her, but there is a character who does something in the very last episode who makes this very dumb decision that I went, oh, please don't do this. This is just no excuse for you doing this insanely dumb thing that you're going to do. And the character goes through with it, and the show expects you to show this character sympathy. And I remember going, wow, that is really fucking terrible. Um, the show does start to find its footing the more it goes on. And I, and I do have to give the show credit for that. It felt like the show was really trying to be space Kirby enthusiasm, like a big uh, sort of critique on American politics. And Greg Daniels, God bless him, like I, I love so much of his stuff. It's frustrating because this is not his first show. He should have these kinks worked out by now. He should know how to make a show funny over, you know, 10 episodes. And the, the show is so up and down. There are points where I feel like it's really funny. But there are times where I'm just sitting here watching it going, man, thank God I have Marvel Contest of Champions on my phone because this is fucking boring. Like, it's it's really frustrating because I want to love this show. Because of the cast in it. Um, Jane Lynch and Patrick Warburton are in here. And there are these almost, it's almost like a little mini episode to where Steve Carell is talking to like, you know, the head of the Air Force, the head of the Army. And yeah, Patrick Warburton and Jane Lynch factor into those scenes. And I thought those scenes were fucking funny. I thought they were really, uh, I thought that's some of the best writing that the show had. And so you see that and you go, okay, there's a glimpse of what this show could be. Why isn't this show hitting like that uh, start to finish for all 10 episodes? Hell, even the first, you know, two episodes. I will say this show does get better for me when we get uh, when we get in episode three of the show. It, it, it did start to work, uh, work a little bit better for me. There, there's this episode and this is a show i was kind of refer uh, the episode i was kind of referring to um it's episode before uh this this uh hearing capitol hill that that was really well done and the daughter does get a little more fleshed out as far as why she's pissed off even though it does not justify why she's pissed off but i really enjoyed the cast in here there is this Russian spy storyline that goes nowhere, but the guy who plays said Russian spy I thought was interesting. Th there is stuff here to mine, and I re and again, as I mentioned earlier, season two of The Office is one of my favorite seasons of television ever. I think it's a fucking masterclass. If they can even get half as close to that for the second season of Space Force, which has not been renewed for season two, but given the pedigree and everyone who's involved, I highly doubt it won't get at least one more season. If they can go ahead and, and even get half as great as what season two of The Office was, they're going to be in great shape. But if it's another season of this bullshit, I'm going to be really disappointed. I'm going to bury the show and talk about how bad it is. So I hope I'm wrong moving forward. I hope season two is fucking aces. But I am a little worried about what this second season could be. So for me... Um, and again, I realized I danced around a lot of the show. Um, I didn't even mention just real quick. You get Lisa Kudrow, who's, first off, I, just to get out of the way, Lisa Kudrow's absolutely gorgeous. As much as I think Friends is just a, you know, it, it's just not a good show. 
I always love Lisa Kudrow in there when I see her. I think uh, her show, The Comeback, I think she's an incredible comedian, and it bothers me that I kind of put her on the sidelines the way they did uh, for this first season. When you see her and when you see the show, you'll understand why. But for where the show ends up and some of the stuff they kind of throw to get to that point, I went, that's not justified at all, and you're kind of pulling shit out of your ass. So... I'm really torn on this. Like, I understand I've been back on the show, but it's because, again, I know they can do better, and I've seen Greg Daniels do better. So I'm going to give this... Oh, bollocks. I'm going to give this a C plus, Just because, again, it's 10 episodes. If it was 12 episodes, this might be, this might be a D plus to be completely honest. But I'm going to give a C plus because there was some stuff near the end that I did find engaging. I didn't even get a chance to mention uh, them real quick, but I, I, I want to shout them out. Um, Jimmy O. Yang, who I'm a, I, I really like him. Uh, he played uh, Dr. Chan. Uh, Kafang is what I'm going to go with. He, you of course saw him in uh, Crazy Rich Asians, uh, Life of the Party. Uh, sadly, Life of the Party. Uh, he was in uh, Patriot's Day too, but... He's great in Crazy Rich Asians too, and uh, ta- uh, Tony New uh, Tony Newsom, who went ahead and played uh, Captain Angela Ali. She, you've seen her in, uh, you know, uh, Brockmire. If you haven't seen Brockmire, Brockmire is a really good show. Uh, she was great on there. She's on. Uh, she was on a uh, episode or two of Big Mouth. Um, I'm a fan of hers, and her playing Captain Angela Ali. She's the one who's basically the head of Space Force as far as the astronaut team. Her and Dr. Chan's relationship was really fun to watch. There's a scene where they discuss K-pop that I thought was just incredibly sweet and really funny and a nice feminist statement um, without being, you know, overbearing like some people would accuse it of. I I really enjoyed that scene. Um, It was really sweet, and I hope they explore their relationship uh, further in season uh, season two, it's not confirmed that they're dating, but it's definitely being hinted at. But I I love their relationship. So there's a lot here, and this to I think there's stuff here to enjoy. Where the season ends up, I just remember going, oh god, really? This cliffhanger is what you're going with. So I think some people have a problem with that, but overall, I I had fun with this. Um. It's just disappointing, again, because of the pedigree and who's involved. So I have to ding it for that. So I'm going to give this a... I'm going to stand by my C+. I'm going to give a C+. I think, again, there's stuff here to like, but there's just it, it's just a bummer when you get to the stuff that you don't like and you realize how quickly it, uh, it compounds. So, yeah, C+, for me. But, uh, guys, Space Force... Have you seen it? Let me know what you thought in the comments below. You can go ahead and follow yours truly on the Twitter at jhunterrealpineapple. You can follow my colleague Scott on Twitter at nearman. That's N-E-A-R-M-A-N, the first. And you can follow our colleague Colin on Twitter at the real. That's R-E-E-L-O-N-E-A-L. And you can go ahead and like, share, and subscribe. You can find us on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Stitcher Radio, Spotify, and iHeartRadio at The Real, that's R-E-E-L, Pineapple. 
Uh, guys, thank you so much for listening. We'll have reviews up this weekend for uh, Training Day, which I'm so excited to review. Um, we'll have a review up for On the Record. We'll have a review up for Boys Don't Cry. And we will have a review up as well for, uh, I might have said Training Day, but we'll review up for District 9 as well. But uh, guys, thank you so much for your support. We love you guys. We love to hear from you. Please hit up, go ahead and hit us up, and we will talk to you guys soon. Have a great week and stay safe, guys.